What's up, fam? Welcome back to That's The Angle. And before we get into this episode, I just want to say uh, really loving all the support and love you guys are showing the podcast. Uh, just been crushing it recently with episodes. Been uploading literally every day uh, to the YouTube channel, which is like clips and the podcast, and then uploading multiple times a week. So hope you guys have been enjoying that. Also, looking for sponsors. If you guys want to sponsor this podcast, uh, would love some of that because a little extra money could go right towards the podcast, make it uh, look a little better too. But anyways, guys, in this episode, I sit down with Henry Dotson, aka Henry D is his artist name, and we sit down a few days before his first solo show that that's the angle, yes, that this podcast, this media company produced uh, for Henry. So basically... We put on the show, got the space, helped run it, market it, everything. But this was a few days before the show. We talk about how, how he's feeling, how we're feeling, his his concept for the show, his approach, uh, everything. Because it's a really big moment for someone to have their first solo show. And Henry definitely deserved it because he spent the last year painting literally every day, practicing his art. And honestly... Uh, I don't know if I should spoil it, but I guess I should because maybe it'll be funny to know. But it was a massive success. Literally every painting sold out. And uh, yeah, everyone was just super happy. And so can't wait to get back on that ball again. But anyways, guys, enjoy the interview. Peace. That's the angle. That's the podcast. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back. That's the angle. And I'm joined here with Henry D, a.k.a. Henry Dotson. And on Friday is his first solo art show yes. as a painter. That's exciting. That That's the angle is, is help, helping to produce, dude. How are you feeling about that? Dude, I'm feeling so good about it, man. This is like, this has been literally a year in the making. Yeah. This thing has been just coming together piece by piece. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, it's like that um, that sort of quote where it's just like, when you're going through stuff, like you can't really connect the dots as you're moving forward. But mm -hmm. as soon as you're looking back on it, it's so easy to sort of like point by point by point to see how it all just sort of came together. And I really feel like we're at the point, like this is the perfect time to be launching this this mm -hmm. show. Really? Uh, yeah, I think so. For the season one ah. sort of like concept that's been building for so long. So yeah, we've got the work. The work's been put in. It's just got to get out there and people got to see it. Now, now I've been saying that you you painted every day for a year. Is that true? Yes. Um, so throughout the entire year of 2019, I literally structured my entire year to allow me to be able to paint. Or, I mean, there are days when I didn't paint, but I worked on music, mm -hmm. on a musical project, or really just any sort of like related piece. So sometimes there's some website work, mm -hmm. et cetera, like that. But ultimately, like the whole year. And will always, for the rest of my life, sort of be remembered to me of 2019 as like a year of art, you know? Mm, yeah, um, you so. were like, you were like day two, 211 year of art. Yeah. Like it, a painting or like a drawing of you being in the Smithsonian or right. in the portrait gallery and you're drawing something that's on the wall or something. Exactly. Yeah. And living in DC, you, you sort of like a really sort of lucky like privilege to be able to have are, access right? to this yeah. kind of stuff it's crazy it's so crazy go down the street and look at like a monet or a picasso or something you know, take it for it's, granted it's don't there. we like not many other cities can do that for free too you yeah. know so yeah it's it's really cool and it's you know it's super super clear to me that every single piece and every time that mm -hmm. i visited there every weekend as long as i could has had you know like a profound impact on mm -hmm. my own art as well yeah so yeah because i mean you're you're in there drawing some of the great artworks imagine that teaches you something or you start learning something about techniques and stuff. yeah dude like, 
absolutely yeah man. yeah and styles too you know Dude, um, dude, I was really excited about the merchandise talk before we had to restart the podcast. I was excited about you talking about the merchandise. We need to talk about that real quick. What are you working okay. on for the show? Yes. Okay. So, with a year of painting comes a lot of work, like yeah. a hell of a lot of work. Um, there, I mean, so obviously the the focal piece being an art show, being a gallery, there's going to be paintings. Uh, there's going to be over 100 paintings, first of all. That's the main piece. Are and you we'll, serious? We'll talk about, yes. Holy shit. <laughs> we're we're going to talk, we can talk about that later. Um, the sort of volume of painting that's going to be there and the pricing scheme, which uh-huh. is sort of like, we'll go back to that. Yeah, you know, okay. the Ikea vibe. But, um, okay, so in addition to that, here's sort of like, I got a few examples of some stuff we got, but definitely not a full cross-section. Oh, you're about to so, bust some of that So first out? of all, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So first of all. Let's get it. Okay. Iconic right here. The gold bar. Ooh, it's like a gold bar sticker you're holding up there. It's a gold bar sticker, yes. nice. So every single person that comes to this show by design, I'm going to be talking a lot about design when referring to this show, mm-hmm. but by design, I want everybody to leave with some stuff. The dog Ooh. is another sort of like classic, uh, both of these graffiti like street tags. Um, Those are very you pieces of pieces that are kind of your those are your tags essentially those are my tags yeah Yeah. and i want them to appear in places where i'm not so if you see them on the streets just know that henry d henry d did that illegally (laughs) right it wasn't him it was a fan it was a fan it wasn't him it was a fan who gave it to who always put that up it was never him there you go remember that you hear that cops yeah Yeah, you hear that that's (laughs) Um, okay that's interesting already a little bit of free shit everybody's getting free shit that's that's sort of like that's step one okay okay so Oh, this is fun. Next, we got um, we got the hats. Oh essential. shit! Let me see so, the Henry D. Beanies. Yes, with the yes, patch yes. on the custom patch. Custom patches. Oh, these are nice beanies too. Beanies, nice beanies. So, piece about the beanies is smell good too. It's yeah, it's hard to come across good quality fabrics and materials for cheap. I like that. Unless you're looking in the right places. Um, ultimately, this this whole thing, you know, it's. Piece about these stickers too. These are actually, it's, it's sort of as a testament to the power of DIY. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are like you know you originally introduced me to this. Those Amazon, you buy a pack a hundred for like ten bucks. Yeah, that's sticker, sticker paper. Sheets, sticker paper. You print it out on a color printer, chop it out, take a razor blade, zoop, and it's just you know it's easy to peel and it's a peel and go. Oh, is that what you did? Um, you put the, did the razor mark on the back, make it easier to peel. Yep. Yep, oh, did. that's the hack. Yep, that's the hack. That's oh. what I, that's what I found out myself. Oh, I need to do, I need to do that to my stickers. That's a genius idea. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so next piece is the the beanie. Um, these are hand sewn. So every single piece, like here, it's not manufactured in a, you know, like a Korean sweatshop or something. At least you know the the patches come from a, a place in New York that does this. It's like an upstate New York spot. Um, I got my Singer sewing machine at home. Uh, and you hand stitched old... those patches onto that beanie. That's yep. sick. Stitched it right on. So uh, I guess that's a good sort of point to start talking about the Chris collaboration as well. Ooh, the Chris Cardi collaboration. Yes. Who I've had on the show before. Yes. So those of you familiar with the show who have seen it before yeah. might be familiar with Chris Cardi. Um, amazing genius dude. Um, yeah, he is just has a huge amount of talent when it comes to creating garments. Um and I was so, like, I'm really tight with this guy. I'm so happy to have worked with him uh, on the season one launch as well. Um, he is putting together shirts. Um, we just went over this, had a little brief meeting before this. Uh, tank tops, prints. It's about the gold Whoa. bar. So uh, 
What are you putting on the tank tops and shirts? It's going to be a simple gold bar, Henry D logo. It's Ooh. all of the, the brand association Dude, kind this of is stuff. A lot of, this is a lot of interesting merch. Hoodie, or sorry, beanies, t-shirts, yeah. tanks. Yep, I brought another one too. Color is key. You know, as a artist and a painter, you are always got to pay attention to that kind of stuff. So Ooh. here we got a, a green piece right here. Another beanie color. I like that. Yeah, it, we'll have a variety it's a of different stuff. Style. It's a different kind of beanie too. It's like a shorter, <laughs> shorter style beanie. That's yep. six. You put, you put a lot of thought into the merchandise and not just the paintings. It's like, it seems like you really well-rounded, thought-out thing. Yes, 100%. That's sort of like, that's sort of key coming into this. Is it's that like, all the merch you made design. too? design. No, man. There's, there's so you, much Are you busting out more? Are you, you busting out more? I mean, yeah. So Let's do it. I, I don't have like this fully product ready. Okay. Um, I got some masks as well. Let me show you this. Oh, shit. What? So it's not like a, a full-on like Halloween mask, but you, you'll see what this is. Up in my bag. Okay, these are going to be literally made tonight. But uh, when I was meeting with Chris, the guy that we collabed with on the uh, the apparel, he's <laughs> like, yo, do you check these out? So <laughs> what is the symbolism of That's the... That's a narrow virus mask. Right, exactly. It's a protect you from coronavirus or whatever else. Oh, yeah, yeah, coronavirus. That's what it is, coronavirus. Coronavirus or... Uh, or from thoughts. Something that is very, very... <laughs> like inherently tied with art nowadays is the street art, right? Dude, please don't spray that so, in here. So I'm not going to spray that in here, but okay. that's why we got these. <laughs> oh, so, slick. Are you painting on those things too? Yeah, so these will have gold bars. These are just cheapo little pieces. Whoa, like, how is he going to put a gold bar on that? It's a dollar kind of piece. Well, I'm going to hand draw it onto it. So that's we're taking the acrylic marker. Whoa. I'll do this quick. It's just a... Okay. Um, so, you know, that's sort of number one, a dollar you know, it's, it's kind of quick, stupid little piece. No, but that, it's that's fun. It's awesome. Know? It's DIY merch. Like this is it's mm -hmm. fun. Like this is fun. This is why you. This is exciting. Like this is new. This isn't just some gallery, in like just some white walled gallery. This is like a lounge basement, and it feels like an underground thing. It has like a bar, and then a weird full gallery in the back, and then we're gonna have DJs upstairs. Like this is a whole event. Like this is kind of this is this is getting more interesting, right? It is. Yeah. Um. So ultimately, like the main driving focus behind all this is like the timeless sort of thing about like striving for good design right mm. so when we're talking about design here it's it's the the notion that it's not about the visual aesthetic qualities of something like necessarily so you can say oh man this thing looks really nice it's a good design but it goes much farther than that it sort of like ties into good design being how a whole system works you know mm. so it's that's exactly it. So I'm I'm coming into this wanting to not be like a follower or a person that's literally copying any other white walled gallery. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a full attack on the notions of what really it means to be a gallery. You know, a gallery art show. It's going to be interactive. And here's another thing about this: uh, being an innovator means that you're able to set trends rather than follow them. And one sort of thing that I've put a lot of thought into with this that's going to shake things up a lot is, I don't think I told you about this either. Yeah, I'm learning about my, about my own art show. Let's go. Right. Okay. So when you go into an art gallery, rule number one is you don't touch the shit, right? Yeah. You don't touch the Very paintings. true. Don't touch nothing. Never. You got to respect that. But what I would like to do um, is probably have a, what would probably end up being like a quick poster write-up or something. Mm -hmm. Um, but or maybe a video, ideally, um, with an introduction to the show, telling people that by design they are allowed to pick up the canvases, take I think them write up's off the a wall. better idea, by the way. Yeah, right, a right. write up. Yeah, yeah. So literally, take the pieces off the wall, hold them, 
and then flip them over. Because on the back of every canvas, which usually goes untouched on a lot of works of art. It's very true. I threw a poem or a insight or some sort of weird little thing that was in my head, some little sketches on the back. So, but you have over 100 pieces, you said. Yes, I do. It's a in secret. Every, it's an Easter egg. And every you know? piece has something different on it. Yeah. Wow. They that's do. a lot of work. So there's a front and a back to every piece. And that's sort of like the whole uh, it's interesting. It's interesting thing. Pr- approach. I've never seen it done. I'm sure maybe somebody in history has done it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, when people sort of approach this, okay, here's the other thing about it too that I've put a lot of thought into is when you're holding a product, like it feels like, you know, you go to a, sh- a sh- store or something and you feel this and you're just like, man, this is really nice. Yeah. It has a different effect than it hanging on the wall. Yeah, right? it's different. When it's in your hands, it almost feels like it starts to belong to you. And that's the idea. Oh, so so, so you want, so you're going to encourage the people to come in, have the write up when they walk in. Hey, please touch the paintings, look at the back of them, see see what's going on. And when someone turns, exactly. it's like, whoa, it says something on here, and they might connect with it, and that might be the reason why they buy that painting. That's exactly right. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. So it's notions of design, a system sort of coming together, mm-hmm. in where it's not a place where you go look at pictures; it's a place where you experience a world you know that so, kind of deal so, so so we're creating an experience here yeah that's the way to that's the really the best way to frame what it is as a whole you know i think so too i think it's a i think it's your approach has just been very well thought out like little like you didn't stop at the paintings like you could have easily stopped at the paintings like you went you designed a whole website you have all this custom merch you have the stickers like this is a lot of extra work for someone who is not a full-time painter but who acts like it you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. not that that takes anything away from you yeah, I think you're talented, dude. Like, hundred percent. Like, I wouldn't do this for you if I didn't think you're talented. Like, thanks, dude. And yeah. I don't think your job status determines whether you're talented or not. I think it's, I think it's, it's so much more than that. Yeah. Um, and 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 I, yeah, and I think this, I think the show is going to be super interesting because of all the elements that are pulling together. Like, I feel like I've personally been down. Like, I I have been. I haven't been seeing the big picture, but sitting here with you and, and thinking about the event, I'm like, damn, this is going to be bigger than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, well, okay. So it not only, I'm going to blow your mind one more time. Let's it do doesn't it. just extend. Let's go. It, it extends from there, you know? So one, like the key point on the poster of this is noting that it is a season one launch mm-hmm. show. Uh, and that obviously means that there's more seasons to come. Yeah. Um, just a little teaser that I want to sort of throw out Let's there. Do it. For seasons two and three. Yeah. Season two, the sort of like, whereas season one was a painting gallery show, I really want to frame season two drop as a, like a hoodie show, you know? Mm. So we love hoodies, we love apparel, and we love the way things feel. Um, Instead of throwing up paintings on a wall, we're going to have very minimalist, don't distract, um, coat racks. Uh, And coat racks and... You know, little places where you can hang these on coat hangers. Yeah. Um, and the idea is that the art lives on the on the hoodie. It's a painted piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been talking to some other local artists around here that are also interested in the idea. So, you know, you walk into an art gallery and it, very, it challenges again the notion of what a gallery is. I think it's an interesting concept. Um, it's just challenging the conventional idea of how art is presented and how, and how it's distributed in general too. Yeah, yeah. This beanie is a piece of art. The sticker is a piece of art. Mm-hmm. The back of that canvas in the photo is, is art itself too. Like it's yeah. it's almost like the restructuring of where where things need to be. Yeah, yeah. like a whole art show on hoodies. That's kind of nuts. Yeah, you know that's that's the idea. I spend many hours thinking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, the best way to present that. 
um, season three then, uh, pushing farther into the future this year, or maybe next year for this one, to be honest, is imagine you go into a gallery um, and it's just white walls and there's nothing there, okay? Mm -hmm. So you walk into this completely empty room that's only pure white, except for a few uh, sort of designator markers on the floor. So the idea then is on the write-up we'll explain, this is a bring your own phone kind of show. You, you need to bring a phone or a tablet at least that can connect to Wi-Fi because through that, you'll be able to sort of hook it up to the AR world, right? So it's going to be uh, sculptures that don't exist in the physical world, Whoa. but are rather like AR kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know if you guys watching this have, have really had a chance to sort of like have a hand on, hands-on look at AR technology. Well, everyone's but seen Pokemon Go and seeing what that Pokemon looks like. Pokemon Go, right. Like, to like see how, how your Pokemon pops up and, and, and stands on the same steps you're standing on. Exactly. Like, and, this, and the scale is, is direct too. Yep. So it's just challenges on challenges on challenges. So you want to have an AR show where people bust out their phones and then they see the art. Yeah. Dude, this is so next level. That's really interesting. Thanks, I hope Bassio yeah. can help produce that one too. That oh, sounds, yeah. good. sounds really cool. <laughs> Absolutely. That's man. fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that we went off into the future. I think we should take a step back and think about this show. Yeah. Because all that could change, too. Everything mm -hmm. is subject to change. So I respect you for putting those ideas out there because some fuckhead might try to steal it. But you know what? It's and on I, record. <laughs> it doesn't matter. An idea means nothing yeah. until it's executed, right? Exactly. Like, someone could try that. And I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to start with AR. But how are you feeling right now? Like, how are you feeling two days before your show? We're, we're going to go tomorrow. I just got the text message. We're going to get there at uh, – they're going to be there at 5 o'clock right. to set Let's up. All right. get it. Yeah. I'll say five works, five works. Leaders texting back. We get there at five. We're probably going to be set up until like 11 or 12, like pretty late. Um, and then even then before the show, we're probably going to go and set up some more because trust me, it takes longer than you think. I mean, you helped me with my last show. Like right. you saw yep. that. Like, it was it was literally up until the moment it started that anything it's like can happen. anything could happen. So ultimately, like when it comes down to preparations for this, it's like you can prepare as much as you want for anything and it doesn't really matter how much time really you invest into it if you don't believe in what you're doing. Mm. So, like, I'm coming into this. Let's say, like, I took this time, and I took a year of painting, made a bunch of shit, and I didn't feel good about it. I was just kind of like, oh, man, you know, it was a real struggle. I pulled from, like, the bottom of the barrel, but I pulled everything that I could get, yeah. and we're going to put just like I was grasping for just pieces just to fill up the walls, mm -hmm. I would be feeling nervous as hell, like coming into the show. Uh, you would feel confident. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I guess it sort of allowed for, I guess the amount of time leading up to this allowed for a, d a distillation of the best possible products and quality of stuff mm -hmm. coming into this. So I really believe that the products will speak for themselves. The so, art is going to... So you've had more pieces than you've created, but you, these are just the best ones. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's why there's that's a hundred and not however fucking many stuff, you know, but that's made, also But why, that's also why they're priced to move. Mm -hmm. it's, everything's twenty nine ninety nine. $19.99. Oh, $19.99. Bombshell. Every single piece of art will be nineteen ninety nine. That's amazing. That's crazy. That's yeah. so good. I hope you sell everything. Fuck, that'd be so good. It might, dude. People are pre-ordering stuff already, so. Are you serious? Yes. Yes. Literally, I had a thought. So. I was like, why the fuck am I not taking a fee from these fucking art sales? You're so lucky. Do it, man. So, we'll figure that out. You're so yeah. lucky. I'm nice. <laughs> but that's that's amazing, dude. That's so sick. I, but I, I'm so excited because it challenges every art show I've done. It challenges every art show I've been to. And I'm really interested in how this model is going to work out. Like, it, 
from every angle, from an artist, from a producer, from a friend angle, like mm-hmm. I can't wait to be there and seeing it. Like it's honestly nice to not have it be about me. Like I'm so happy that it's about you and it's like this is your moment. Like and I'm just there to make sure your night goes well and make sure that everything is sold when it needs to be sold and make sure that like yeah. you know everything goes according. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, it's this is so this is so fun and I love the avant-garde approach like yo let's, we're gonna price it 20 19.99 it's ikea inspired i'm making all this dope ass merch and we're gonna sell it all in the same night and yeah and it would be a lie to say that like people don't get pissed off by this you mm-hmm. know it's kind of like and i guess really that's what it means to be sort of on the cutting edge the, or like the avant-garde the front lines pushing forward you know it's like yeah. you really gotta push things and i love pushing shit you know Dude, um yeah so i'm sure a lot of gallery curators could look at your work and be like why aren't you selling that for 50 why aren't you selling that for 60 why aren't you selling that for 80 so uh coming from a street art perspective is sort of like this this whole thing banksy being like the ultimate sort of like worldwide known uh original street artist you know he never took a cut from the art that he made at least in the early days it was literally people when he would spray paint on the side of a building in london yeah they would literally rip that shit out and then take it to a gallery and he never saw a penny of that profit i really think like well it's two parts again it's coming back to design too Mm -hmm. uh like thinking about like ikea as a model Mm -hmm. which which was also you know sort of like a, a driving sort of focal point for this show um, you just got to get the stuff out there and you got to make it accessible too. Mm. I've been to so many art shows here and everywhere else where you go up and you see a small piece that's $120 and yeah. you're like, damn, I want this so bad. But you just can't. I can't. I got to pay rent. I got to eat. You know, people can drop $19.99 on a piece of art that they dig and they will be the exclusive owner with a certificate of that piece of art. And that's as just a good of buy it of something as anything else, you know. Yeah, I better think so than too. A, a cocktail or something else. Yeah, like why do we all of a sudden value artwork as being so over the over the top expensive? Like why why do we do that to ourselves? Especially in certain positions of your artistic careers. Like sure, if you were Henry D ten years from now, it might be a little different. But mm-hmm. it's the realistic Henry D of what you are now. And even most artists in general, I'd rather have my piece sell for half the price than to have it be in my fucking room. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that's why I love that. that just that approach. Like anyone can have this. It's obtainable for everyone. It's not mm-hmm. just like, Oh, I know you can't afford the art on the wall. So you'll buy my merch. Cause that was my model. It was like, look, I'm going to create this art. It's worth more, but people will buy my merch and buy alcohol. But mm-hmm. you're like, nah, they're going to buy my mer- they're going to buy my paintings like yep. i'm going to price it so i don't price anyone out like if your excuse is to not buy a painting then you just shouldn't even be out right now it's like exactly yeah like yeah. everyone should be walking home with a painting exactly on friday night that's the goal and at the very least if there's some cynical person that walks in at the very least they'll be coming out with this and it's still a win for me cuz my piece will be up in the city somewhere <laughs> you know I mean, that's the beauty of so. stickers right it's like if everyone gets one then all of a sudden your marks it's, everywhere Right, exactly. It's inclusivity. It's buy-in, you know. So that's as, so awesome. As long as people, and again, like coming back to this, like access to art kind of deal, is like imagine if you were, like, I'm imagining other people being in my shoes, in the future. So we're like throwing up other shows as time goes on, and some kid comes into the gallery and he's just like, "Damn, like I really like this piece." What other, you know, sort of art is this person able to to collect? You know, that's a good entryway into collecting art, mm. um, and maybe into even art themselves. If we're selling cans of Montana spray paint at the merch table, 
that will allow a new artist potentially to enter the world and start their own thing, you know? I see what you're saying. Was this a so, thought that you can't came across from spending so much time at art museums? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think ultimately, like, a lot of these ideas came from art museums, galleries, um, and just, like, a lived experience. I want having my known my lived experience and knowing that that is an authentic, like, sort of, like, experience to have. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to design a system that sort of attacks the... The, the issues, you know, uh, that, that arise when going to a normal art show. Well, that is issue so. is, is there's so many issues when it comes to an art gallery, let alone presenting art, mm-hmm. you know, the unobtainable mo- price of it, mm-hmm. the, the nose in the air gallery feeling, which is something that I strive to break with mm-hmm. everything I do with art in, in my shows, you know, make it feel more approachable, but, exactly. but you took it the next level and you're like, yo, the prices are different. Merch is different. <laughs> Like, the vibe is different. Mm-hmm. I think that's so cool. It's so yeah. fascinating. It invites people into the world of art that, you know, probably would have never gone to an art show, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, I think that's the key part of this, ultimately. And that's what a good design system is, is a system that works. Yeah, you're so, so, you're we'll so focused see. on design. How much Virgil Abloh have you been fucking consuming in the last few weeks? I love Virgil Abloh. <laughs> yeah, I can I tell the way you're talking stuff. about design. You've been watching his lectures. <laughs> yeah, I've been watching the lectures. But it extends to all sorts of readings, you know, the Phaedon books. It's um, like those expensive-ass art books yeah. that you can check out. They got them at the library. Those things. I have the design book from them, you know. Mm-hmm. And it tackles throughout history, like, how did Coca-Cola become that? Yeah. How did, like, these, like, McDonald's, Apple, like, how did all that stuff become yeah. what they are? Yeah. And it's through a system that works, you know. Oh. So. Um, but you have to, to become that, like to become Coca-Cola, you literally have to challenge what it means. You have to challenge the basic structures, you know, mm-hmm. um, and just get your stuff out there, you know, so. So it's more important to get it out there than to keep it in. I, I mean, so. it's, it's a very democratic way of approaching art. It's a very freeing way of approaching art. It's very, I don't know, altruistic in a way where it's like, I want everyone to experience it in you're sacrificing your personal reputation for it. Like yeah. by pricing everything at that point, people yeah. could look at that and be like, he doesn't respect his art. Mm-hmm. What do you have to say to that? I say, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> I, literally, I, I literally say, fuck it. I, I think if that's really your concern. Um, like it doesn't bother you that you might've spent like six hours on a piece and you're about to sell for 20 bucks. No. Or, that that, don't bother or me. the price of that canvas, probably like five bucks. The painting, the, the paint was 10 in your time and you're only selling for 1999. I think it ultimately comes back to an investment mm. on a brand of Henry D. Art, um, what it what it sort of means, and I, I think that in the end, like I don't, I'm not focused on dollars that are coming in. I'm focused more on having this art that is just a real expression be out there. Yeah, and that's you know, it's the the ideas of street art. You know, when you throw up a graffiti tag, people put just hours of effort into some of these amazing murals around here and they're not going to get a penny for it that's so true but they want people to see it and that's the driving factor you know you have something to say yeah in in a way it's like the feeling of knowing that your piece is in someone's house versus not just because of something like price it's probably the most rewarding feeling the fact that someone dude i look at your paintings every fucking day i've hung up up both pieces you've given me they're in my room they look so much better hung up i'm like I was like, you know, what? I'm so happy. Like, I feel so much special. I have like a real, a real original painting. Like, it's a different feeling than a print. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a different vibe, and I respect that. It is that. a different yeah. vibe. Yeah. So, so how do you think Friday's gonna go? Like, what, what's your? How are you envisioning this in your mind? Like, I know you have a vision. Like, how are you envisioning this? Yeah. Um. I mean, so I have. Okay, so here's the thing: is like in my mind, I have sort of a step by step. Uh, every single little pocket and has its own function, right? Mm-hmm. So a merch table is gonna be a merch table. A bar is gonna be a bar serving people, and that's a huge draw too. Um, we're having two DJs literally performing music live. Um, that's going to do its thing on the second floor. Um, and it really like, again, it it comes back, it'll speak for itself. I think Mm. when it comes down to having a shit ton of art on the walls, that's number one. And then you see that there's music and then you see that there's a bar and then you see that there's merch. Every single little piece is going to come together to this big concept of like what it means to be experiencing this, you know? Um, and when you have something good, people are going to come to it. I think it's good. I think it looks so, I think people know it's good. Are you nervous about anything? Not really. Yeah. I'm, re- I'm really not nervous about really anything. I think you can sort of like be nervous about the turnout that's going to happen. But ultimately, like through my own personal talking and having some amazing people around here that have also been willing to push flyers and mm-hmm. do shout outs and, you know, reposts about the flyer. Um, I really feel that like, as long as the like work has been done to put the the info out there mm-hmm. and it's something good, people are going to come. And I just know that in the future, people are going to look back at this specific event and say like, oh my God, like, you know, I was at the like season one. Mm. Like I know like we're at like season nine show right yeah. now and people are lining up for this, but like season one, I was there. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, it's crazy. Like the run up because you don't know, right? Like we have over... I think combined over 50 RCPs. This is a small space. Like this space isn't mm-hmm. that big. Yep. 20 people in this space makes it look packed, let alone 50 is going to pack out the entire place. Like I want people to not move. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like that, that's more too. of a vibe. If everyone can't move, like that means it's like, yes. Like it's that means the people who own that place are going to be like, whoa, like Bruce and Henry really brought it. Like, exactly. like they really did it. Like mm-hmm. the DJs upstairs will be happy because they can go from dancing in this rave thing to like, or underground vibe rave to going downstairs, seeing art, they getting a drink and going back. And like mm-hmm. you have different environments to interact because the space mm-hmm. itself kind of feels like your uncle's basement, which is so cool in itself. Yep. Yep. You yep. know, and, but we're going to customize the whole, the whole goddamn thing, which is mm-hmm. going to be great. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I can't wait to get yeah. in tomorrow. I'm so, I'm mm-hmm. so stoked for that. Oh, yeah. it's going to be so sick. A project a year plus in the making. Um, well, I think you deserve it, man. Like you've been working hard, you know? Thanks, man. Like yeah. when I had the opportunity to do something at this space, I was like, Henry, I was like, first person i was like this i was like not only is he a friend but even if i did know i'd been like yeah this guy has been busting his ass like all the paintings all the works i mean you're so dedicated there's times where we've been hanging out we're literally in the middle of hanging out and you're like no nah, i'm gonna go to this i'm gonna go to the smithsonian and draw for an hour while you guys go to drink okay like but yeah, those real. those I mean, li- it's true and those uh-huh. little bits are what add up like those are the little sparks of things like do you want to do art full time? Of course, man. That's no? that's really the goal. I want to be able to to do and just like anybody else. Ask mm. anybody in the world. Your majority of your time is, is working, you know, most yeah. of the time as an adult in America today. You're gonna be working. And if you're not working in what you love to do, you're gonna be like real miserable. And I've been miserable in the past and I just wanna get, you know, to a point where yeah. 
I do what I love. Mm-hmm. And that's I respect that about you a lot too, man. Being able to do photography, podcasting, and all that other sort of outlets, you know. That's not easy, uh, man. Trust me, you don't want this life. I don't know, man. Happy, sanity, being broke. You I know, am neither. I am, I am neither of those things. Just broke. Hmm. It's very aware of that. You might have to change something, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. right? <laughs> change up the design of the structure, man. But I don't know, man. I, I really like. Ultimately, like when it comes back to the show, it comes back to being an artist, comes back to expressing yourself. It's you, you do have to make sacrifices. Yeah. But once those sacrifices are made, it's they're not sacrifices anymore. They're just kind of like effort that was put into grinding to get to where you want to be. Where do you want to be? I want to be throwing up shows, I want to be expanding on this project expanding into other worlds of art. Literally, we got another order for a ticket right on my phone as I looked over. There you go. It's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you, whoever did that. Yeah. (laughs) Big shout out. Excited to see you there. It could have been two or three tickets. You know, one Mm -hmm. thing is two or three tickets. That's amazing. I can Mm -hmm. see it, dude. I can see... I see see it. It's so obvious to me that you will be being paid and it'll be your full-time thing to be a creative in the future. You know, you're just balancing. Thanks, you're, I see it. Yeah. I see, it's everyone can see it a mile away. You're so creative and such a nice guy. Like I can see it working out for you. Mm. You know, when do you think you'll come to that point where you take that jump? Like when you like, what do you think that looks like for you? As soon as possible, hopefully. You yeah. know, as soon as possible. And I think this sort of this show that's happening this Friday is is sort of like a it's a beta test. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a quick push to see what's what it's what it's gonna look like. You know, a glimpse of the future and sort of lay that that initial groundwork but um yeah thank you man those are really kind words and dude of course like, man. I really of course man. I, I, I call the house i see yeah. it you know what i'm saying yeah there yeah. you have it you know, you know? Yeah. But, yeah it's it's always it's 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 never easy it's always a grind it'll be fun to it's it's crazy to throw your to present your work and see how people react yeah especially the pieces that you're putting because it's i wouldn't call it eclectic but there's a lot of different inspirations but it's all painting it's all you at the end of the day mm-hmm. but you know it's just different it's that whole year the best pieces so i think you got realism yeah you got abstractions and complete just like who knows what you know i got shit with holes in it and spray paint and caution tape taped onto it <laughs> it's like you know or a picture of a dog yeah it's like just random shit um yeah it'll it'll speak for itself i think i'm stoked yeah. man i'm super stoked yeah, Thanks, I, think, I think it'll be a good night. I think it'll be good. I think we're all going to be surprised. Mm-hmm. First, I think we're all going to be surprised because we're not thinking about the DJ's friends. We're not thinking about the people that already go to the bar. We're not thinking about the people who just might be walking by that street because the, the space itself was on 18th Street, a crazy bu- busy party street, which mm-hmm. is crazy. It's kind of like this really weird lounge oasis. Yep. You yep. know, and, and then who knows, all the guerrilla marketing you've been doing, pacing the flyers everywhere. Like, you've been... We need to, like, that's not talked about, but you've been, you've gotten a lot of great press. Like, you've got it in the post. You've got it on some great mailing lists. Like, damn, bro. Yeah. You've been putting in work. Yeah. Yeah. You do have to make that, that work and you do have to take those sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Um, But if your vision is there, everything else will guide itself in. Yeah. And that's sort of like the, the thing, the rationalization between all of this stuff, you know? And there's risk too when you're sacrificing something. Should I be using this time to be working on this or should I be using this time to work on that instead of out there with like a roll of tape and a poster? <laughs> but like, I don't know. It's it's intuition. It's your gut feeling, you know? Yeah. 
And that's what being an artist is too. It's following your gut feeling. I think so. So, yeah. That's all you got at the end of the day, right? Yeah. And this kind of conversation is so like, these are the, it's, it's genius that you're, we're able to capture this right now because mm -hmm. these are the conversations. You're somebody that's also have a huge stake in this event. Like you're also invested in this and putting it on. Um, like, being able to bounce this stuff off of you, you know, mm -hmm. off of each other's is a really good sort of like experiment, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I feel grateful to be in a position to even help or even to do this. Like, you know, I didn't think a year, two years ago when I did my first event, I would be helping someone else put their event on. You know, I was just trying to figure my shit out. And yeah. I was just so pissed off with everything. I was like, fuck, I'm going to do it all myself. And that's where it starts. And that, yeah. That's where it started. DIY. I was like, it's all, mm -hmm. it, it all starts DIY in a sense. Yep. Because you can very much, like, very easily get accepted into an art school, learn classical-styled painting, and learn how to paint flowers and vases and sell things for, like, a thousand bucks and have a great life. But nah. if you're not DIYing it, nobody's going to remember your name. Because you're not going to leave a mark. Because then you got it out the gutter. I feel like when you go to <laughs> art school, not all the time, but it can put your mental thinking and frame in a box. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to get out of that box because it happened with me in music and audio engineering where you learn so much. It's almost like you overlearn to the point where you overthink every move. Right. Which is yep. terrible. Mm -hmm. You don't ever want to be there. Mm -hmm. No. And think of how it fits in a, in a bigger structure. And that's um, why I'm so sort of like, I guess, proud of sort of the the design of the show, you know, the the concepts that have been able to come out of it is that at the very root of everything behind all of this, the foundation is tackling that, mm. tackling that box that's entrapped so many people. And hopefully this sort of like concept can expand and other people can take something from it. Yeah. You know, other artists can look to this kind of idea and, and be like, Hey, you know, it well, doesn't have to be a box. Well, they're going to be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going to get that feedback. It'd be sick. Yeah. Stakes are high, but you know, feedback is, is welcome. Yeah. You know, so nice. Yeah. So you can be pissed if nothing sells? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just take the canvas and white it out. <laughs> you know? Fuck it. There's been a lot of white out too. So I can imagine. Uh-huh. Yeah. Gesso is like, I go through gallons of gesso all the time just to white out the last painting. There. What else is going through your mind running up to this event? Um, I just, just positivity. I think it's, it's great to see all the feedback and support leading up to this from other people. Yeah, that's always surprising to see who really fucks with you. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's great though. It's like people being like, "Hey, you know, like I'm so sorry I can't be there. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah. so I've gotten a lot of those too. crushed that I have to be out in whatever. Like I have to be with my family out in Virginia. You know, like I can't make it. But I've been following this stuff for so long, and I'm pissed I can't make it. Mm. There's, a, there's been, you know, uh, quite a few of those too. And yeah. and just getting that sort of like feedback is is cool. It means that it's, it's not in vain. You know, um, it just sucks because when it's your event, it feels like it's like the center of the world. And it's like, why the fuck do you have an excuse to not be here? But <laughs> yeah. when it's not your event, you're like, oh, OK, you know, because I've been on both sides. Yeah. Well, OK, so I'll give you a quick I, w I won't digress too much on this point, but um, at, like a sort of background story leading up to this of like how I'm approaching the NYDIY is such a very important thing to me. Yeah. Um, so living in Seattle uh, throughout um, my college years, a huge sort of project that myself and some excellent people that I was living with took on uh, is uh, launching ourselves into the the local music scene 
um, as a venue, so like a house venue. And it's something you don't see too much around here, but the idea of like a house show is huge on the West Coast. Yeah, it is. You get some of it, you know, in, in like the big cities, New York and stuff, but um, it's the idea that, you know, you invite four bands into your living room, uh, BYOB or sometimes sell your own, um, and just fuck ton, invite a fuck ton of people, like mm-hmm. Gorilla Market it, Facebook event, whatever. Um, and parties would get crazy and bands would show up and people would invite their friends. Yeah. And it's like, you'll never, you never forget those nights, you know, those house show parties. Um, Imagine. Because it's, it's raw like that. And that's having put on dozens of these shows and being firsthand the person that had to run, you know, certain aspects of it. Uh, of course, it's a whole team effort, but sort of influences how I feel about this show. I'm not going into this show as a noob necessarily. I'm going in as an art show noob, mm-hmm. but I'm not going in as a DIY show noob, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of also, you know, you know what works and what doesn't. And if somebody can't make it, then too sad, you know? It sucks for them. Um, but there's going to be more shows, and that's why you don't sort of lose hope on that, you know? No, but, you, so. but the DIY aspect of you being in Seattle is what influenced a lot of this show. Like, you creating those events and putting it on and inviting people like that's yeah. had a lot of influence into this i think so and that's why places like that can be on the cutting edge of stuff is you have sort of like in the, in these places like where people just sort of are fed up of institutionalized work yeah um i mean even before this podcast i was mm-hmm. interviewing dj k met a dj of 10 years in dc and he was mm-hmm. saying that like they're taking back their parties like they're like, yo, fuck the promoters. We're just going to do our, we're going to make our own collective and do our own night and get all of the money ourselves. Like, fuck you. Like, mm-hmm. and it's very much like what we're doing here. It's like, we're taking it back. We don't need someone to put us on and give us an art show. No one's giving you an art show. Like, it's not some gallery blessing you. It's, yo, you're mm-hmm. making it happen. You know, it's, yep. it's like you're reclaiming it. Yeah. Yeah. And it it's manifested itself in different ways in the past. It's like you have... Now, I guess we can really call it, we don't know because we're living through it, but I guess like a DIY kind of revolution that's mm. happening where creatives can start their own ventures with the work, like the use of the internet, you know, yeah. that's, that's huge on this internet and viral marketing. Um, before that was the, you know, the viral aspect of like, mm-hmm. think of like the um, eBay and Google and Apple starting in garages. Yeah, all right. Um, that was a DIY startup, you know, those were DIY startups. Um, the, like Paris, France, that whole, like, um, like those avant-garde, like Monet's, they're like, fuck it. We don't want to be a part of this, like state sponsored realism show. We're tired of painting naked ladies and animals and fruits. And then the impressionists got together and threw their own show. And it was a a major hit. Yeah. I had no idea. Yep. So all of these sort of, that impression is, and people were pissed at that. Like the newspapers were like. They're like, what the hell? Like, this is so bad. Like, it's not these, like, hyper-realistic pictures of Jesus anymore. It's, like, a painting of a bridge with, like, squiggly strokes, you know? (laughs) It's like that, you know? So it's it's a revolution in a way. And there's so many people. I'm so happy to, you know, be a part of this and see all the other artists out there. And Instagram is huge for this, you know? Yeah, the fact we can build our own personal brands and portfolios on Instagram to reach out to all these thousands of people so fascinating and amazing yeah so lucky to be alive at this time exactly i always feel so lucky to be alive i only only wish i could be lucky if i was just a little younger but whatever Mm -hmm. oh i mean yeah you know it's just as long as you maintain that energy and like 
all those like you know we saw what happened with uh, with MySpace and all those artists that came out of that too. Yeah, it's like Jeffrey Star, exactly, and YouTube and yeah, everything YouTube, else. Yeah, everything. So Instagram influencers, it's a huge thing. Um, it's about just staying on the cutting edge of stuff. Nice. I, I think it's a safe bet in your life to challenge whatever it is what you do. Challenge the 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 traditional notions of it. Well, you're good at that. As, as, as a friend, as long as I've known you, you've always been good challenging the conventional notions of things. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. And that's... And not in a know. cheesy way either. Like, not in like, oh, fuck the man. Like, you've always had like solid reasons, like your explanations of the show or the DIY. Like, it's always it's very <laughs> grounded. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's not lofty. It's not like this lofty fucking radical leftist thing it's it's like it's like no it's like there's legit reasons here there's like i mean yeah i mean it comes down like there's some solid uh thought that's put into it mm. i'm I, I don't do something if i don't feel like it's good work um not anymore at least you know you learn your lesson oh yeah in the past and i threw out those ca- those canvases that i'm not proud of i just paint them over okay so yeah dude i can't wait till friday dude i know can't wait to set it up and I get know, it already i know and much love to everybody out there, too, who's a part of this, who's yeah. willing to take the time to come out to experience this, because it's something you won't regret, you know? Yeah, I, th- I think it's important that we document our feelings before the show. Like, that's why I really want to have you on, because it's important to document the feelings, because afterwards, it's done. Like, you mm-hmm. only talk about it in hindsight. We're, all, we're talking about the future now, and by the time someone listens to this podcast, I don't know if I'm going to get it out before Friday, you know? Yeah, that's cool. But I you, love that. You that's, know? That's super great. But the fact that we could look at, back, back and like, oh, we thought that, but it was like this. It was like, you know, it's like all these different things. It's the, like what I started when we first sat down was, was again, that idea of like when you're going through time and you're experiencing things, you can't connect any dots. And as soon as the show is over, the dots will start to come into place. Right. And this is a dot in itself, you know. It is a dot in itself. Yeah. Well, bro, I can't wait for Friday. I feel like we should probably wrap up here. Uh, I'm fucking stoked. Can't wait yeah, to get man. it all hung up and ready to go and make sure the night runs smoothly, man. Yeah. Dude, I got to get home and do more of these things, too. Yeah, I'm sure you got some work to do tonight. I got stacks on stacks of these that I need to make, so. All right. Well, shit, make sure you save one for me. <laughs> You'll have one, man. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Absolutely. guys. Well, uh, you can hit him up on Instagram at, at Henry Dotson. Henry F. Dotson. At Henry F. Dotson. Or just. Henry F. Dotson.com as well. Oh, nice. D-O-T-S-O-N. So Henry yeah. F. Dotson, one more piece. For all the pieces sold, they'll be in an archive forever on the website. Ooh. So if you ever need to establish any sort of documentation for that, it'll be there. Nice. There's pictures of them. Dude, so. that's sick. Mm-hmm. You, you keep going the extra mile on this shit. I, can't, I love the, the, <laughs> the detail. Yeah. 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 Well, sick, guys. Uh, I hope if you're listening, I hope you went, and I hope you enjoyed it. And Henry, thank you for being a part of it. Thank you, man. That's it. <laughs> that's the angle. Peace. Steal his beanies. No. All right, guys. Peace out.